very easy when you're in this like world to see just goals and like once yeah. I achieve that next thing I will feel fulfilled or satisfied. And I think what I've realized that it's like when I feel mo- when I felt most satisfied this year. I mean, sure, like doing stuff makes me feel good, but it's also just like the fact that I went to dinner with a bunch of people that I like that I met through comedy. Like yeah. and they're like we're just like friends and like I know who they are and things like that. And I'm like, yeah, it's feeling like belongingness and like feeling like you're part of something almost is like more important at the end of the day welcome to another episode of the asian not asian podcast the podcast featuring all of your favorite asian friends including the friends that you probably know in real life we're more favorited than them (laughs) <laughs> that's what i always sorry. say yeah sorry charlotte and 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 brian and i don't know kevin you know we're the yeah. real asian friends you have right jenny yeah kevin was i was like those are really specific names until you got to kevin i was like that's correct kevin is correct <laughs> uh i met a kevin i met a kevin the other day and he um i don't know if, i don't i doubt he listens to the show i met him at the feeling asian party and uh he was so kevin Vietnamese Kevin that I was like I is is your civic SI outside right now yeah yeah it was like amazing it was beautiful (laughs) uh but yeah no great uh thank you for joining us thanks for for hanging out this is the last episode of this season uh then we're gonna take a little break and then we're gonna come back for more uh with season three and you know we're gonna make some tweaks it'll generally be the same show but there's some tweaks uh, and we've started doing some of these things already. So maybe you've, you've noticed. Maybe you haven't. I don't care. Um, but what I do care about is that you're here. Uh, also, this is a remote show because Jenny is in the Bay Area. I'm back in the Bay, baby. I'm Whoa. home, bitch. Hey, hey. <laughs> you're out there. You're. I'm out uh, here in South San Francisco. Is that where you are? South San Francisco? I am currently in South San Francisco, yes. Wow. R- real ones know that's the real San Francisco. South <laughs> yeah. San Francisco. That's what they're always saying. The s- industrial city. I forgot. There's like a <laughs> sign on the hill yeah. with like yeah, letters. Yes. But I forgot what it is. And I started talking and I was like, don't remember what the, the letters say. <laughs> I love South San Francisco because when you fly into SFO, you get out and you're like in South San Francisco kind yeah. of already. And then yeah, there's like an in and out there. And I always go to that in and out immediately. Oh, nice. It's in Millbrae, you know actually. I believe oh, you're that talking was about Millbrae. Millbrae. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I'm not a real one. See? Yeah, you're not a real one. I mean, I'm the real one. I know all the BART stops. This is really for my... <laughs> these are like really specific references of the Extremely Bay Area. Extremely specific. But <laughs> public transit. That's yeah. that's the corner of comedy we're going we're gonna to yeah. isolate is public <laughs> transit. Uh, but no, thank you for joining the podcast. Uh, very quickly... Um, our stand-up show uh, is next next year. It sounds like it's far away, but it's really not. It's uh, going to be um, January 13th. That's at Union Hall in Brooklyn. Also, I think this episode will come out in time, just in time for... Uh, if you want to check out Fumi's show, he's in New York City also. He's got a show called Fumi Abe and Friends. It's December 30th at Union Hall. The tickets are, go- are going to be in a uh, link description in the episode... Uh, I'm sorry, in the link... Uh, in the episode description so you can check that out or go to asiannotasianpod.com uh, plenty of chances to come hang out and uh, chill with us uh, and if you also want to chill with us but with your money you can do that with Patreon so <laughs> go to patreon.com uh, slash asiannotasianpod uh, we um, love uh, 
getting money, but also just having the support. You can join our little community. We got a little Facebook group. We slide into your DMs. We just it's just a good time. And one of the things we do is we also shout you out on the podcast. Uh, and one of the the patrons uh, we got today or this week, uh, we're gonna guess his ethnicity, and we're gonna we're gonna uh, just maybe talk about his life a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> this is. Um, this uh, our Patreon uh, subscriber this week is Abraham. That's it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing is that well, first of all, I know who this person is, so I kind of have oh, to you introduce do? myself. Yes, I don't know this person personally, but right. He, but you know who he this and is. I have a relationship on Instagram, oh, uh, so I will tell you about friend. that. But I want you to Abraham, and <sighs> I will give you the clue. A clue that the the Patreon donation was in euros euros in euros oh my god we've gotten international i know we made a, a joke about this before they can mm-hmm. send money in any form yeah but people have sent us it, canadian folks. dollars which is worthless and then people have <laughs> sent us kronar i think i think it's like a dutch thing and then now we got some euros the way that you've started this episode immediately offending our guest is actually kind of gorgeous um <laughs> <laughs> Hang tight, uh, guys. We'll bring you on. In a I second. was going to tell you, I was going to put in effort in this interview, but now I don't know. It's over. It's okay. We can't pay you uh, anyway. So, um. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Okay. Abraham. Euros. Okay. Um, if this is Abraham. Just one name makes it really hard. I will say Abraham is a cool ass name. Um, yeah. Very like old school. Um, okay. He lives in Berlin. He uh, wears yeah. all leather. He loves oh. going to um his hair is like really short, you know, like like buzz cut, but it's blonde. Like it's oh. a buzz cut blonde and he ah. wears like a lot of leather and he like goes to like uh he, when he was younger, he used to go to like those raves. Um, oh, maybe. And but he's like outgrown them, and he's oh, like yeah. honestly, it's like basic now. Like everyone comes to Berlin <laughs> to do that, um, and so instead he like has kind of switched to the art scene and kind of is oh. in galleries a lot. Mm. Um, and uh, he got into Bitcoin at the beginning, and now it's like basic. He's like, I'm over it. It's it's a fraud. <laughs> mid, <laughs> That's Abraham. As, as say, it's mid. mid. It's mid. Yeah, I think uh, you are right. I think. In none of those things, because I know who this person is. You're almost uh, wrong in every single aspect. But um, thank you very much, Abraham, for doing that. Uh, he's, I, I, will, I will say, he, he slides into my DMs. He's always sending me like crazy engineering um, uh, reels. Like, oh, Are you asking out. for that? Or is that what no, your no, relationship no. He's is just based like, He's just of? like, check this out. This is so cool. And then he like goes on this really um, well-informed, long kind of like, uh, I don't know speech I guess yeah about like connecting economics to politics to engineering and he's a very smart person and I don't know mm-hmm. why he wastes his time talking to me but I uh, appreciate it I appreciate it I always learn whenever he DMs me and I also appreciate the money and if you want to get on this <laughs> again go to patreon.com slash Asian not Asian pod uh, okay let's uh, bring on our guest she's been chilling here our guest is a comedian writer she toured all over America Canada the world really okay most recently uh with ronnie chang uh and she's uh currently on tour you can catch her um coming to america and all 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 sorts of dates and we'll talk about that give it right now for julie kim hi guys so nice to see you thanks for having me 
thanks for coming on thanks for coming yes. on very quickly uh you're 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 touring right now right are you are you on tour <laughs> you're about to tour well it's funny yeah. what's a tour really i've heard people go away to like one or two towns next door and say i'm going on tour yeah. um I have regularly been going outside of my own city to other cities to perform. So yeah, I'm on tour perpetually. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. I, I count I count going to uh, New Jersey as going as touring. So. Oh my God, that's the farthest tour you could go. So Weirdly, going to like Chicago is actually closer than going to Jersey. It, it, this is actually <gasps> is culturally, it? yes. Yeah, yeah, emotionally <laughs> and culturally, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thanks for for coming on. You're call, you're calling in from like a, I don't know, a space Spaceship. station or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I am out of, out of outer. I'm in outer space right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm t I've tied myself to the chair so I don't go flying everywhere because physics. But yeah, um, yeah, I try to keep it together. <laughs> Lots of hairspray. I feel um, you were telling us before we started that you're recording in like a common space that you can reserve, like in your condo. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm imagining it from your neighbor's point of view that like, oh, somebody's using the common space for podcasting again. Dang. I want to barbecue. <laughs> you Absolutely. know, I don't, I don't know even if half the people here know what podcasting is. I have really? this hat. I have this habit of living in areas that are as nice as I can possibly live in for yeah. security. I lived by myself for a long time. And as a woman, um, you know, you're safest mm -hmm. in areas where there are older white people. So that's where I am. And a lot of them are uh, not technology proficient. And yes. uh, so I'm not sure that's their assumption. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, well, when we, um, we're, we're, we're happy you're on, uh, we usually start off the podcast with asking what kind of Asian were you this week? Um, you can think about it for a little bit, Julie, um, uh, but we'll, okay. we'll come to you. Um, but, uh, I want to start with Jenny. Jenny, what kind of Asian were you this week? Um, all right. So I had a huge week. Um, not really. I would say <laughs> I was a cool coat Asian. Cool um, coat Asian. Coat yes, we, Asian. Yeah, we had been talking about this. You were okay. you were talking about what I kind did, of overcoat you wanted. I did bring this up last week, didn't I, to you, Mike. Well, I think Mike's yes. rubbing off on me. So, like, <laughs> Mike's, like, winter fits are so good. Like, he layers and um, he will wear, like, a cool, like, kind of, like, blazer thing and then wear it under a puffy coat. Like, the idea of layering is really shocking to me because I don't understand how to do it. And um, I only have this one ugly black puffer I bought in 2018 when I first moved to New York because I'm from California. I like don't know what winter yeah. dress is like. Yeah. And so um, and this winter in New York has been, in my opinion, pretty cold. Like it's just been worse than other winters I've been here. And so the black mm. puffer came out so much earlier than it usually does. And I've been so sad wearing it every day. Like I'm like, I'm so sick of this coat already and it's only mid December and we have so many more months to go. Yep. And I keep, I see Mike a lot. And I'm like, every time I'm like, what the hell? Like he looks so cool and somehow wearing something different every time. And I'm like, I just like think I got inspired by that where I was like, I would like to look nice, even if it's cold and not be sad. And so I think last <laughs> week at a party we're leaving and I, I started asking you questions about coats. <laughs> um, yes. I was like really thinking about it. And I, I, I'm a shopper who like really mulls about, about like 
investments for like weeks and weeks until I buy something. Yes. And so I have been thinking about a coat for a while, but it went like hard after I had that conversation <laughs> with you, Mike. It was like, mm-hmm. it was like I was on like online just like looking at like Pinterest coats, like <laughs> what coat should I get? And um, coats are expensive. I wanted like a nice wool coat. Mm. And I was like, I don't know. I feel kind of bad buying. a. I feel bad spending a lot of money. And so I was really thinking about it. And I found some on sale. And I was like, oh, whatever. Like, I don't know if I should do it. And then all of a sudden in my inbox, I was sent a $500 gift card for a project I have not completed yet. So I will not discuss. <laughs> but it was just like an extra like, thank you kind of Thanks like thing. Thanks for doing this. And that was like about the amount of money that I was looking at for a coat. <gasps> and so I literally was like, I think this is a sign that like I'm supposed to get this coat. And so I within like I was just like I, within like 12 hours of receiving the gift card, not 12, four hours of receiving the gift card. I spent it in its entirety on a coat <laughs> <laughs> before they could cancel it. They're like, oh, before we said this they on could accident. Do yeah, oh, before fuck. they could before they noticed that I haven't done any work for them, I spent it. Um <laughs> And, and so I bought like a really country. nice, yeah. I, yeah. And I fled to San Francisco. Um, <laughs> I, so I spent it and I bought a nice coat and I immediately wore it out the next day and I love it. I mean, it's been yeah. rainy in New York when the last day I was there was rainy. So I couldn't wear it to all the other things I did, but I wore it. I put it on my Instagram close friends list. Mike yes, responded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Boom. Um, we had a discussion, but yeah. So now I have a nice coat, like a nice wool coat, and I feel less depressed because winter is already kicking me to the ground. So I was like, this is something I need emotionally. I just want to know, I'm trying to picture Jenny, who I've just met in a wool coat, and I'm picturing you in something like a beige tan or a oh. gray. Yeah. What yeah. did you get? It's like a brown, dark gray, like herringbone mm-hmm. coat. Oh. Yeah. Classy. Yeah, it's classy. Yeah. And I feel the look right now is like wearing a coat, but kind of being casual about it, you know? Yeah. Like, like whatever. You got a baseball oh, yeah. cap on. You oh, got yeah. you got that's wide true. jeans on. You got your new balances on and you don't yeah. even really care. And that's kind of the energy I'm trying to bring. What's even that, though winner? I thought whatever. Yeah. <laughs> winner. Okay. I'm unfazed. Okay, whatever. Yeah. You know? Uh, I'm gonna go play baseball, maybe. Like that's like the vibe. Yeah. I feel um that this is the difference between East Coast, West Coast Asians. Okay. This is a very hot topic. Uh, it's Julie, a hot I don't topic. know if, if, if in Canada they talk about Saskatchewan Asians <laughs> versus, I Manit- don't think there versus are Manitoba any. Asians. But East Coast, West, West Coast Asians, th- this is a difference, is that uh, there is a preoccupation with outerwear in the East. In the East. Every winter. Yes. Yeah. I think, dang, it's about time I got a better coat right yeah and mm-hmm. every i think asian cold cold asian we have at least <laughs> two what well, you have to think about one is like pretty uh, you know a pretty stylish coat wool it's going to look good with you know yeah with you know with your casual baseball going oh, yeah. to the bar fit uh-huh and then the other one is fuck everything it's a blizzard outside yeah functional functional one right which totally. is ugly it will destroy your look but you won't freeze to death. Uh, I get this because yeah. I was born in the East Coast. So I started off as an East Coast Asian. Oh, Only in the shit. last 10 years have been a West Coast Asian. I moved oh. from Toronto to Vancouver, which mm. are the two, well, the two, 
two of the top, I don't want to piss anyone off if you have Canadian listeners, but two of the top Canadian cities. So I have a lot to say about this, but I'll wait for my turn when it comes to mm. how how Asian I was this week. <laughs> I have so much to say. So much to say. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Okay. We'll, come, we'll, okay. we'll keep it going then. We'll keep moving. Well, that was me. Um, Mike, what kind of Asian were you this week? I was a uh, hanging out with Asians, Asian. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Let's get into this it. This is related to what you were talking about. Um, I went to, you know, it's it's holiday time, so people are having parties. You're trying mm-hmm. to meet meet up with people to have drinks. Uh, some people have their birthdays, and they're making it a kind of like a combo thing. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. had a mutual friend, just Tom, um, mm-hmm. who was on the podcast recently, and they had their birthday, and um, they live really close to me. Yeah, like, they're like on your street. Yeah, on my street. Like the Uber driver, I just I got in the car and I was like, just drive straight, and he <laughs> took me there, and it was great. Uh, I don't feel bad at all about taking the Uber three blocks. I was like, this is the most <laughs> Los Angeles move I've ever done. But I wanted to get there quickly, and it was really cold, so I was like, I want to yeah, get there quickly. Yeah, it was cold. So I went there, and I don't. I I know some people. I know obviously Jess and yeah. Jenny. You know, I know you and um, yeah. some other some other folks. But you and I were talking a lot, and the coolest thing was I went there obviously to celebrate Jess's um, birthday. They were so nice, and everybody was very nice. It was it was a fun time. I will say it was very young. Uh, yeah. A lot of a lot of people sitting on the ground. That's not my kind of party. <laughs> okay, if people are sitting on the ground, hey, that's cool. You guys are what? Right. You guys playing? You guys playing King's Cup? That's sick. You know. <laughs> I'm going to find like a stool to sit on, okay, or something because I cannot do that. I don't have that kind of hip flexibility anymore. So, um, <laughs> it, there, is there, it the sitting or the getting back up that's the problem? Oh, man. I can get up pretty good. I do jujitsu. Oh. Okay. I, that's right. I, sw- I suck, snuck it in there, Julie. No. Yes. So, um, actually, I am very comfortable on the ground, but then I get too comfortable. I start lying down. I'm like, someone get on top of me and let's spar, you know? So, yes. <laughs> so. Uh, but everybody was real nice. And then Jess, uh, who, um, you know, I think was, a uh, you know, hey, having a good time, a little tipsy. They come up to me and they're like, Mike, I normally don't do this because you're a straight man. <laughs> That's right. And and then they proceed to just shower me with compliments for like two minutes of just yeah, like, it was, your looks are so good. You do all these things. I did have a fire scarf on underneath my like underneath my blazer which was like man let me tell you if you're a straight guy and you can pull off the um casual scarf not just the functional scarf right that's next level okay and i've recently been trying to do that so they were so jess was giving me all these things and saying all these really nice things not saying anything about how funny i am that's not even no (laughs) no not at all not no. at all. We were Nothing no. It was like jokes. us standing in a circle, just like yelling at Mike that he has good style, yeah. and it was like we're deep into the night enough that we can say this, yes, in an honest way. Where we're like, we think you dress well, and I know it's like embarrassing because you're a straight man and you shouldn't be dressing this well, and like we're yes. yelling at you, yes, and you look so happy. You look I was. so happy. Well, because you know, you guys also look cool. And I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with it. I used to think it was kind of embarrassing that I w- I'm, I'm so obsessed with it. But now I'm just like, this is who I am. Yeah. You know, when they bury Embrace me it. in the ground, I better look dope. That's all I yeah. can say. Uh, I want my skeleton to be fire. I want my, I want an archaeologist to dig me up and be like, I can't believe the skeleton's pulling off this scarf. You know, like, yeah. I'm like, yes, thank you very much. Um, so, and, you know, it's like, it's, uh, 
I, I always have like an insecurity that I <laughs> that I've I've gone too far and I look like Willy Wonka, you know, or I, I look like Justin Timberlake two thousand eight. You know, I <laughs> yeah. that's always a danger, right? If you're into clothes, there's a danger that you're going to end up on some um hilarious like you know they don't have blogs anymore but like you know a fake instagram thing where they're making fun of people who dress a certain way so i'm like yeah i'm always worried about that but i, I don't know it was it was cool to hear so that was that was me <laughs> hanging out with hanging out with, with asians that was me i love it i mean i was i've been hanging out with so many asians mike like yeah it's yeah, been you have. i mean i'll talk about this later i think but i, I i've really like I, like feel like i'm in it now like in it you with the Asian comedians. You are and it in it. Freaking rules. I love it. <laughs> freaking rules. I fr- freaking rules. I like it's so I love everybody. It's just really nice to be in this community. <laughs> I have nothing else to add specific. I just think it's so fun. And I'm glad that we got to shower you with compliments. Because and it just took us to like, you know, it just took a little bit of weed and a little bit of time for us to get there. <laughs> I will say I, it, it is very hard to compliment a straight guy. OK, you know, we, yeah. we usually don't deserve it. So once in a while, when it's undeniably <laughs> undeniable, yeah, then that's how we are. When um, it's happening, it just must feel so good. So I'm glad I, we got I'm glad, there. I'm, I'm glad you got to enjoy it in case it never happens again because you're a straight guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, it sounds like yeah, people really needed to work up to it. They really, they were. They had to justify it to themselves in their minds. Um, <laughs> but uh, Julie, I want to know, yes. uh, you know, what kind of Asian were you this week? Yeah, you know, since you asked me the question a few week, uh, a few minutes ago, I've actually jotted down some notes. I have okay. it structured into wow. a few categories. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Firstly, I'll start um, tying it back to what you said about clothing. First of all, Mike, I didn't know you wore so many layers. I thought he was muscular. I didn't know it was all under layer, <laughs> but good to know. Um, uh, I was uh, the kind of Asian who returns things this week. I just yes. returned a lot of things because yep. I'm going out of town for Christmas and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of unorganized. I'm like this. Uh, the window to return some of these is going to close. I'm just going to do it all. So it was like a whole half day thing to return things because I want my money back. But mm-hmm. also I had so many things to return because I buy impulsively. So yes. in that way, I'm a very different Asian than what Jenny described. Mm-hmm. And I think it actually has its roots in my childhood when I was uh, also Asian. My dad would always say no to everything. They didn't have money. I called mm-hmm. it being cheap, but seriously, they didn't have money. Yeah. So I heard no all the time to the point that when I got any power to get my own money or even in early days shoplift or something like that, Mm -hmm. I wanted all the stuff. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it, it, I think it still is part emotional for me. And part of it is like, if I want it, I deserve it or I'm going to get it because that pain of the ambiguity of like maybe no or whatever is so it's, it's too much for me. And I feel power when I just execute. I also hate, you know, I'm not on the fence about much. I'm very decisive. And also return policies are so good that it makes it easy to feed this gross um, habit that I have of over consuming. Cause I know I can send, you know, all of it back without wearing. I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not at the phase anymore where I'm like, I'm just going to wear it and keep the tags on return. I don't do that. Um, but, but yes, I spent a lot of time returning things. I want to touch on the East coast, West coast thing. So again, I was born and raised in Toronto and then I lived there like pretty much all of my life until 10 years ago when I moved to the West coast. 
So in the East Coast, I remember a new winter coat being a thing you did, like back to school. Yeah. And I would always get something um, for sure. It was just, and I had to because, well, in the in the West Coast, when you wear a coat, you can wear it some days or not, like not all the time. So right. it's not something people see on you all the time. But when you're on the East Coast, you wear it every day. Mm-hmm. So of course, you don't want to wear the same coat every day that you wore yes. last winter every day. So I totally get it. But now as a West Coast person and Asian I don't even think about winter coats. It doesn't even get that cold. My husband and I have Canada Goose coats we bought seven years ago, and they go in storage. We only bring them out if we're going to the East Coast. So there there are Toronto jackets, and we dry clean them like every other year, which is exorbitant too. Um, So I don't really think about it. I I, But when I purchase, it's a lot of that sort of mid-layer, like, you know, what kind of flannel length thing am I going to get? But you know what I did buy? Because being a West Coast Asian now has made me decent, uh, extra sensitive to cold. So when I go back to Toronto, it affects me so much. Whereas before I was used to it, I was like, oh, skin is supposed to be flaking off of my knuckles, right? (laughs) So anticipating this, I recently learned about heated vests and I have one. A heated vest. A heated vest? Like like, Mm -hmm. there's like a battery or something? There's There's a battery pack. There's a battery pack. And um, they're not sponsoring me, so I'll just send you the link um, privately. That... uh, (laughs) a battery pack that you can put in the vest and it powers the vest. You, you like turn it on and it's like glows red. It's super ugly. So yeah. I wear it underneath stuff. Um, so people think I'm muscular like Mike, but, um, <laughs> dual purpose as it's charging, uh, your vest or even instead you can be charging your phone. Like, so it's like extra, um, battery, uh, security. So you don't have battery insecurity. Oh my God, you're like a battery pack. You're like a human battery pack. You're like a Mm -hmm. cyborg. You're more machine than human at this point. Human, yeah. And I'm in outer space, so yeah. (laughs) But guys, that's only the first part of my answer of what kind of Asian I was. Mm -hmm. Second second part has to do with food. Now, one of the highlights of my week was going to this place in Vancouver called Royal Soul House, and they have Korean barbecue, but the kind where like you take your shoes off and you go into a booth and you cook and we like ate all our favorites because mm-hmm. um the friend i went with was korean like me she's got uh, a white husband who's now converted like and eats all this like food yep. the spicy food and our kids we just had a lot of fun that meal was ridiculous like we just uh, we overdid it we overstuffed ourselves which we you know we always do mm-hmm. so we, i did that i also as like a, I'm a food nurturer and that definitely comes from my mom. I cut a lot of fruit for my family this week. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> We're traveling actually tomorrow. I'm already anticipating uh, stealing extra food from the lounge, which is in tribute to how my parents are. We go mm-hmm. to a restaurant, we take everything home, um, yeah. eat as much as you can at the buffet and stuff like that. Um, anyways, and the last thing is, yeah, I guess I just worked a lot. I work a lot. I don't enjoy uh, downtime or like doing nothing. I know increasingly know that it's good for you and to be a whole person and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't fully subscribe to it or I haven't fully come over to that side. So I worked a lot on a lot of things, a lot of comedy. Um, I did like 12 shows last week in oh, Vancouver. Oh my God. Um, yeah. And then I also listened to a few episodes of the Asian Not Asian podcast, oh, which, I really enjo- yeah. which I really enjoyed. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm like, I heard it's okay. I heard it's okay. I, I'm glad that we are also uh, categorized in the work category. Yeah. You know? so <laughs> uh, yeah, you, I relate to everything you said except working hard. I think that's, um, that's pretty cool. I love downtime. Yeah, me too. I'm just... I although, I mean, it. I work hard too. It's uh, unfortunate. But here's yeah. the thing. I don't want to work hard. Okay, now we'll yeah. get into it later. Um, hey, that's cool. I... Uh, I, I think, uh, uh, yeah, the coat thing, that, that's a thing. You know, I never thought about it when I was in California at all. Or, or even re- returning stuff. I'm, I, I, I wanted to, you, you said something about shopping. This is for me. I feel very guilty with shopping. I always feel if I buy something, there's two things. There's two emotions I have. Either one is immediately, one day I will die and this will mean nothing. That's the first mm-hmm. one. The second mm-hmm. one, oh. the second one is I shouldn't be spending so much money on myself. I should buy other people's things so when i buy oh. something pretty big for myself i try to also buy something for my wife so it's like double pay you know what i'm saying but then i feel like less bad because i'm like well remember i got you like this like cool shirt from ghani blah blah, blah when, you know yeah uh and so that's like it's a weird like emotional thing that i go through that where i feel guilt and like i don't not not necessarily i don't deserve it but just more like i shouldn't be spending money on this i should be I don't even know playing the stock market. I don't know what yeah, people do with I, money. I a hundred percent. I also, the reason why I research so much is because I feel guilt. And so I feel like if I can really justify an expensive purchase, mm-hmm. then I'm allowed to like do that. Right. But it takes so long for me to convince myself I deserve it. And then number two, I'm simply too lazy to do returns and exchanges. <laughs> so I need to know that it's going to work gonna out. Work. Yes. Because mm-hmm. I and I will go to the store and try it on and all of that stuff to avoid dealing with mm-hmm. returns and exchanges because <laughs> I'm so lazy. Or Julie, no, that's prob- probably better. You're doing it the better way, I'm sure. <laughs> Another thing, Julie, just just so you can, I think you might enjoy it, uh, couching shopping this way. The reason why I don't immediately buy something is because I enjoy the act of looking at it on my phone, maybe trying it on, <laughs> but not buying it. And then looking at it again, maybe seeing where else it is, seeing other photos. It's like yeah. it's like you edging. must get so many ads. <laughs> I love the ads. It's true. I like the ads. The I ad comes up, ads. and I click the ad. I, it's for me. It's like you know when you edge, you know, like edging during insects. <laughs> so it's like it's like oh, just hold it off, just hold it off, baby. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, oh, girl, just slow down, slow it down. You know, that's okay. I was really? gonna say pining. Okay. I was gonna say pining no, for it. something in like a romantic way, and then you no, went no. sexual, and yes. I was like, and this kind of is really the difference between us. Yes, it really is. <laughs> Well, you know, that all sounds nice until the scenario ends with them running out of your size. Yeah. Which happens. <laughs> true, true. Gosh, that is that's real talk right there. Um, <laughs> it's happened. I've been burned. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I can see that happening for, for myself as well. Um, well Unless I think- you're an irregular size. If you're an XL, you're fine. If you're a extra, extra small, you're fine. But if you're like a small or a medium, at least in women, by the time if it ever goes on sale, it's not there. Right. Yeah. No, Usually. It's the same same for me. I'm 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 a mi- I'm a I'm a middle boy. That's me. Mm-hmm. Uh we wanted to use this this is the, again the last episode of this season. Um we'll be back, but this is the last episode of this season. Uh and I think we wanted to do a little review, right? Well, yeah, this is a pitch from me, which okay. if you know me personally and I've seen you in the last two weeks, I've made you do this. But <laughs> one of my favorite things to do around a birthday or around New Year's is to review the last year. Um, 
and I mean review like both actually like things that happen, but also kind of more from an emotional standpoint, your experience of the year. Um, and I've been making everyone kind of grade oh my it. Gosh. Give it such a, a such a such a project manager, you know. I am. I'm, I'm really I have to go through the 360 manager. performance review, you know. Yes. Talk to your manager. And talk to your associates. You know? Yeah, exactly. And then we just from that, like, what do we want in 2023? Like, what do we want our 2023 to look like? So I think we start by reviewing each of us reviewing our years, um, and then just kind of using that to inform what we want more of in the next year or less of in the next year. Does that? I can go first too to set the tone. Okay. If that, yeah. That would be set good. the tone. Set okay. the tone. And um, yeah. And to everyone listening, I'm sorry if this is exhausting, but this is who I am, and you should know that by now. <laughs> <laughs> and also, everybody, please check your emails and then log yeah. on to uh, HR Manager. Yeah. And we're exactly. going to be needing your perfor- self evaluations by E O W next by week. E O W. You just triggered me, dude. That the, those three letters. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. okay. So let me just cover my 2022 because I, I think in a lot of ways I am always uh, mm. disappointed in the fact that I didn't do enough but I always feel that way like I, I think that's just me being very critical about myself but I think this year was actually a pretty big year I uh, I'm here <laughs> I wasn't doing this podcast last year now I'm here um, yep. and I would say that this podcast was the first time in my life where I had to consistently show up um, earnestly as myself um, so I'm not a stand-up comedian, so I don't have to ever talk as me. Yet. Yet. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Some people are pu- trying to push me. Um, but because I'm like an improviser slash sketch writer, whenever I was like in any public forum, I'm like usually in character or like doing something else. Like I don't have to talk about me. Um, mm. And this is the first time like week to week I have to just like legitimately show up and be like, hi, <laughs> it's me and this is my week. Um, and I think at first that was a part that I was like not so sure about because I'm like, I don't know if I care to be honest with people regularly. And to be honest, I was a little uncomfortable with it, but I think now I've gone to the point where I'm like, yeah, I'll be pretty open pretty regularly about my emotional state. Um, And so that was a really big thing for me this year to like just be myself in public. Um, And through this podcast, I've just met so many cool people who are Asian, Um, which I was meeting before, but I was like mostly meeting like very specific types of improvisers, things like that. And I'm like now meeting so many other people. Um, and they know who I am and that's so cool. Um, so this podcast has been kind of a huge thing for me. I also had to host a stand-up show, even though I don't do stand-up regularly, um, which I think is so confusing to everyone. The number of offers I've gotten and I'm like, I actually don't have any stand-up material. They're like, what? <laughs> it's really confusing. Ne- neither do I. And I've been doing this for like <laughs> 10 years. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's been really big. I, um, feel like I've really like made friends in New York. I've, I ever, at the end of every year I say that, but I really feel that this year, the past two weeks have been booked and blessed for me socially just because I like have been building out a community, um, of people in New York. And that has been awesome and made me feel so much more like welcomed and loved and like belongingness. Um, I started a full-time job again. I have a regular steady paycheck and healthcare, and that's nice. I don't love working nine to five, but it's nice to be having stability. Yeah. Um, and uh, I guess I dated. It wasn't successful, but I sure tried. 
Well, we're hoping to get more dating in 2023 for you because we need the content. We I know need the content. I know Mike <laughs> loves so I, dating corner. I give me put me in. Oh, we oh, okay. Of, well, maybe next year. Next year, what? just came in his pants. I, <laughs> I just I finally bought a vest I was looking at. You know, I was like, oh. oh, oh. Um, <laughs> No, I want. I bet they're uh, nice pants, though. They're nice pants. <laughs> I'm going to uh, maybe I, I should be in charge of your um, dating <laughs> app for a week. Give me, give me, give me control. Okay, that's so scary to me. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would. I have like I have no concerns doing that. I'm I'm not really on them right now, to be honest. But mm. I will reactivate them and let you have control. You can even write Whoa. what it says on it. I really well well you won't do anything weird right like ruin my no, like professional chances no 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 this is I'm not no this is not one of those things where I'm just it's like because I want this to be fruitful because the more dates you go on the better it is for I for mean, you, you know, I mean yeah, you do for, love for me. hearing you do love do hearing love, my story fans love hearing about it. I'm thinking about the fans you no know, you're not you're thinking about your mentality dude <laughs> You see Wait, mentality? I have a question. Yes. Jenny, have we shared with the listeners and watchers what it is generally that you're looking for? I don't know. I feel like I've definitely Ooh. talked about it. So, um, and this is something I'm working through in therapy. Um, I think that uh, I tend to go towards people who are funny and, and to me, like, easy and nice to talk to so i love like a nice funny person but mm -hmm. obviously what tends to happen from that is that i go towards people who maybe aren't as emotionally available but are fun to talk to <laughs> um mm. or maybe are not able to be as inward looking and in and thinking like about themselves in a deeper way other than like oh, funny i want i wonder and because uh, you know sometimes you'll you'll be like i met this great person at the party they're like so outgoing and funny it's like oh no that was cocaine yeah. right <laughs> and so but i i think that a similar thing one level down is meeting someone kind of like that not on cocaine but you're meeting their exterior yeah. personality which sometimes shines so much because they um they purposely put it on like either for self-defense or whatever to compensate for this lack of like true um like assuredness of who they are yes yeah a hundred percent and i think that's hard yeah there are a lot Sorry, of comedy people like this who are very nice and fun yeah. to talk to and then you realize that there is like a lack of maybe dealing with things underneath the surface mm -hmm. that are actually more important from a human level like just as an adult <laughs> like things you should be thinking yeah, yeah. about for yourself like sustainably in terms of like mental health and also just your, your future um and so i think i like really go for the shininess of like oh my god this conversation is so fun we're doing bits we can like talk forever yes. but then there is kind of like a a thing that's missing like a like a seriousness mm -hmm. that's missing um and so i'm working on that about like being curious about people even if maybe they're not like immediately the funniest person i mean i don't need you to be really funny but i really do mm, go no, for like I get that yeah i really go for like really easy to talk to over maybe like substance sometimes um and so yeah, because it looks the same as having a vibe with them of course yes, you do yes. it's not like anything that's your fault it's like who doesn't love a good first experience i wish you could start off on a third date you I know, know what i mean like that's... get and that's why i think online dating so can be great if people are getting being honest then you're yeah. like past a certain point but can i i'll share a story with you i hate the idea of like advice or whatever but i'll share a story with you because i dated around a lot just like superficially and stuff and i think uh, in a lot of cases i 
I was the one that's superficial, not meaning to be because like I was so busy or I would be like, okay, this date is going to be like one hour because I got shit to do. Um, and, um, I just want that feeling. But when I, um, a few months before my husband, I said to myself, okay, I'm actually going to have to be vulnerable myself. And I'm sure you're f- further along if you've, you know, got a therapist and you value these things. Cause I don't think I did or c- couldn't name them until after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the thing I said the new year's Eve before I met my husband was just like, I'm going to fall in love this year. I know it sounds creepy, but I'm like, I don't care if it's like to get married or have kids. I just want the human experience of like falling in love. And in order to do that, I will have to be vulnerable, but I will also have to like not um, judge people so much. Like if there's a little awkwardness or like if, if I think there's more there to the person that I'm interested in, I'm going to give it more chances. Whereas in the past I was like, Oh, that was a mess when it was totally fine. And I could have just worked, you know, through a little bit of awkward. Cause like any conversation that matters, like at work or whatever, you Mm -hmm. don't just like get up and leave. if like, Oh, they said something weird or that triggered me. You can like work through it. Not like, in the, in the sense of like, oh, being desperate and it's like, oh, I'm going to date this guy for three years. Yeah. But even that openness, um, to not like shut it off so fast while still respecting your instincts. Yeah, yeah. totally. Anyways. Yeah. Actually, this is a great segue into, I had my, um, I had a session this week where with my therapist and I was talking through, uh, kind of this growth I've had in the last, like really a month and a half. And, uh, that actually is part of it. So, uh, what it, this all started cause I went to Japan and I had really bad jet lag. <laughs> and so I came back and I've talked about this jet lag on the podcast already, but I came back like fully so tired that I couldn't care about things in the same way. Like, and by care, I mean, like I, I tend to overthink me, me. like yes, I over, I yes. tend to overthink how I'm being perceived or, uh, if people like me, I'm like such a people pleaser. And what happened with jet lag is I couldn't think about it. Cause I just had to like do the show uh-huh. and get, and like, it didn't, I didn't care as much about like, Oh my God, am I being really funny? Or will that thing I say be funny? And then I stopped talking. Um, mm-hmm. and so I was just kind of like going through everything, but I would say the same about my personal life. I was just like, doing stuff without overthinking anything and like weirdly that was working out for me like I was getting more laughs on stage I was like doing better like in my social interactions so then I was like okay maybe this is something where I, if the less I overthink the more authentically I am and the and the less I care about how people think about me the better things actually go for me because I'm just like being myself and mm-hmm. that has kind of spiraled in the last like month and a half where I've gone to the point where like I can go into social interactions and be okay with failing in them and then not see that as like me failing as a person. And then in the process, I've learned that I can have a genuine curiosity towards a person. Um, and if it doesn't go well, if there's an awkward silence or whatever, it's not like, I don't like spiral in the same way I used to. I'm just like, Oh, that's just part of it. There's two of us here in a conversation. Mm -hmm. We're trying to get to know each other. And if there's like something awkward, that's fine. And then we just like move on on you. Exactly. And if I don't want to, have a conversation with that person ever again. I'm not even talking dating context. I'm like in any context, I can just like move on with my life and that's okay. I tried. I don't know. Something's flipped in the last like two weeks where I've really felt like so much better about myself and I'm like more confident in my abilities socially that has given me confidence. And the weirdly, the confidence comes from not caring about the, about like how people are perceiving me or how like every interaction goes. Cause I think I used to think that one failure of an interaction was a reflection of me failing. Um, mm-hmm. 
so yeah i don't know i'm ending the year on like a weirdly good note which rarely happens <laughs> but That's it all amazing. started with jet lag well, and jenny even the fact that like you are having so many interactions with people to even assess is a great sign like there's so many people who avoid interaction at all because they feel like that and then they don't get practice interacting yeah. it does they don't get better at it or get to learn from it you're like out there that's like 80 percent uh, of it okay thank you julie that's amazing. literally yeah. that's like very very nice i talked so long i'm so sorry i took up so much time but let me just say 2023 what i want i want to write more i want to like be really like i just want to like do more comedy stuff that i really like that's my own um and i I want I similar to you, Julie, not to be creepy. I would like to find love. I would like to feel love yes. with the person in a romantic way. You're saying it out loud. You're oh. saying it out loud. In the most public wow. way possible. Mm-hmm. But you're gonna podcast. get a lot of DMs after this. Um, but like that's what you gotta do. You have to decide to do it. There's so many people, especially women, I find. Um Uh, I see a lot of this in my girlfriends um, where it's like, okay, you don't know if you're going to find love. You don't know if you want, you know, if you're ever going to be able to have, you know, get married and have kids. If you don't want to, totally okay. Mm -hmm. But there are people who want those things and don't say them out loud because they're like, oh, I don't want to sound desperate, which is like this old toxic way of being Mm -hmm. like, um, or like, oh, you know, I'm just looking for someone, something casual. If you want a serious relationship, you want to get married, you want to have kids. It's okay to say that stuff, even though there's like 10% of toxic guys out there that you don't even want anyways who would think that was creepy yeah. do you know what i mean oh and yeah it doesn't do anything for you it doesn't serve you to say oh yeah like whatever like if you want it the best way to make it happen is to like say it you, you don't have to say it out loud every day because that maybe sounds creepy but to know it and know like what lens you're using in the world is very powerful i think oh yeah 100 percent. i think just it, i think i used to think of it as vulnerable because if you don't get the thing that you asked for that's embarrassing but i'm like whatever mm-hmm. if i find it that would be great whatever. but also i'm not gonna like fall apart because of it oh my third thing is i want my wardrobe to be fire like mike's i want to like look so good this year from like an aesthetic point of view they're like everyone's just like whoa she really stepped up her outfit game that's what i want and yeah mike mm-hmm. Don't take credit for this, but it is kind of being around you all the time. <laughs> okay, that's me. That's that was you. my year in review. Thank you. Thank you. Who wants to go next? Uh, I guess I'll sh- I should go next. Um, first of all, you're welcome, Jenny, for all of the things. <laughs> Getting you on the podcast, show- showing you yeah, what this fire is all looks. Thanks to Mike. Yeah. Healthy relationship with my wife. You know, uh, <laughs> you just want to be me. I get it. You want to step up and yeah. maybe shave your head? Have you thought I'm about start that? start doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu <laughs> Brazilian next jiu-jitsu? year. You think about ever doing it? It's the best. No. Only, I, I just want to wear gi. Brazilian waxes. <laughs> <laughs> you said you wanted to find love. So, um, yeah. I, they uh, should love you and your bush. Sorry. <laughs> Thank I you. I think that's cool. Um, yeah, this was, this was, I mean, come on. It was like a crazy year. I. Uh, yeah, had, you had a big year. I had a huge year, obviously, you know, uh, my birth, of my son, um, I don't really, it, it, it's, it's, it's hard to put that as something where I'm like, it's not like an achievement or something. Cause it's not like an object. It's not like I got yeah. this thing. It just, it completely changed my life and like kind of like a big meteor. It just made you, it makes you really think everything. It's kind of the, you know, what you were saying before with um not caring it it 
for this, I care a lot. And because I care about my family so much, it really made me think, what else do I care about? What, <clears throat> you know, do I care about all these things? Um, I went through, you know, definitely like a weird time because I have to, I have to do less stand up because I have to focus on, on him. And it made mm-hmm. me think, you know, cause I had that kind of grind set mentality, just like go out and do as much shows as you can, you know, do all these things, try to grow as a performer and grow your base and all these things. And it made me recalibrate all those decisions because yeah. if I am, if I have certain priorities, you know, are they competing with each other? Obviously, I'm not saying that you can't be a comedian and have a family, but it's it, it makes you really, um, you know, organize your life and, and ask yourself hard questions about what these what you what you want. But it also um, made me think about why do I care about certain things? Why do I care about certain people's opinions? Do, is, are those opinions important? Who's who? What's really what? Whose opinion is important? Why do I care about uh, what people think? Um, mm-hmm. I know it, it's kind of weird because I'm I'm old as shit and I still <laughs> really worry about other what other people think. Yeah. Um, and um, just to go back to kind of like achievements, I guess, of 2022. I mean, we I, I had uh, a, a lot of cool stuff happen in comedy, right? So I. Right. If you listen very closely, you can hear my voice bring up Ronnie d- during his uh, um, uh, uh, Netflix special this year. I opened for him at the Beacon. I mean, Julie was there, uh, which was which was fucking crazy. I mean, you know, to say he that got you got to perf- meet Julie Kim. Sorry, I, I met, got to meet Julie Kim. We took a selfie. That was nuts. So lucky. You know? Yeah. So Did we? It was. Um, it was a crazy it was it was awesome for that and then obviously we had the transition with the podcast and i have to say too very quickly that i've i i feel a lot of times people don't realize how good something is because they're so focused on the you know i guess the things they want but i've I've come to realize that with with you jenny Mm -hmm. uh you come on and I think you're crushing it and I'm so glad that you're having fun and, oh, that's and we're nice. working, we're working together next year, which is great. Uh, and I realized that it could have easily been where either I didn't bring you on, I mm-hmm. picked someone else or you came on and it didn't work out for whatever reason. Uh, maybe you didn't like doing it. Maybe the schedule didn't work out cause it's a lot of work. As you know, yeah. you have to be there every single week. And I realized that easily you couldn't, you wouldn't have been, you could easily have not come on. And, the, and then we would have to, I, I would, I don't know what I would do then. <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. know who else I would pick because I ha- I'm basically asking someone to be available over and over and over again. Cause that's the thing with like podcasts is like every single week or, you know, X amount of times a month, you have to be there. And it's right. really hard to do. Anyone who's ever had to put together um, a band or have had to try to start a company or some of that just people showing up at all is mm-hmm. like 80% of the fight, right? Yeah. And once you do, then then you can kind of work things out. But first, people have to show up, and that's like mm-hmm. a huge thing. So I think, obviously, I think this year was, um, you know, huge as far as those kind of milestones, like, you know, having a son and kind of rethinking things. But I think, too, and I'm going to echo what you said about not caring. Mm-hmm. I th- at some point, I, I think very recently... Uh, I think it was because of young me, you know, yeah. uh, saying what you want into the world, right? Julie is what you, what you say, like what your, what your desires are. Um, 
But then also being kind of okay with how embarrassing it is. Yeah. You know, that's like the, that what, that's what I think the big twist is I've always cared about what other comedians think and I still do. And mm-hmm. maybe they think I'm bad. And here's the thing. That's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's okay. I'm bad. That's fine. Just, you know, I'm still, You're I not still, bad. I know, but I'm you know, just, I'm saying, just but. yeah, you know, but it's like, I have to be, I have to just be like, I, it, it, it doesn't matter what they think. It doesn't matter. Right. We were talking about this before that we did the show. It almost kind of doesn't matter. Um, any, you know, any given show doesn't really matter, right? If you, if you do good or you don't do good, it doesn't kind of, it really doesn't matter. E- even if you get something really amazing. I mean, like when I got the beacon, you know, when I got to open for the beacon, I knew that was, that was awesome. That was a, a real special treat for me, but it's not going to change my life. You know, uh, I, I don't know what would change my life, but I know that I wouldn't. And so if, if those things, if even achieving the things you really want isn't going to change your life, well, you have to approach your goals differently. You have to know that you're going and doing comedy or, or you're, you're going after your dreams, you know, for something, for some other reason. Because I think that getting things, I'm trying not to orient myself around like, this is like, I, I got, I achieved this goal mm-hmm. rather than I'm just trying to stay in the game and, and enjoy what I do and get better at what I do. And I think that's like a pretty big thing for, for, for 2022 and moving into 2023. I think it's all about, this is very cheesy. I'm sorry, but community <laughs> is really yes. important. I think that's really important. I think uh, obviously our community, Asian American comedy community, but also like our fans. We w- mm-hmm. I want to get more fan voicemails on here. I want people to just come hang out and hang out at our shows and, and DM us like not weird things, but <laughs> DM us cool things and... <laughs> And I just want, I, I think that's really important. I, and, I, and again, going back to my son, I think that's really, um, it, it made me realize that it, to raise my son will take a whole community mm-hmm. because <clears throat> I just need to have people I can rely on. And not just like, not just like buddies. I need people who are like, it's two in the morning and something really crazy has happened and I really need some help. You know, those people are really going to be the ones who are going to come through for you. And I think that's what you really need to have, especially in a place like New York City and especially in this kind of business. You yeah. know, I think that's really important. So that's what I want for the you know, coming up. Um, you know, who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what I'm trying to do. Who gives a fuck? You know, I love that. I think that it's very easy when you're in this like world to see just goals. And like once yeah. I achieve that next thing, I will feel fulfilled or satisfied. And I think what I've realized that it's like when I feel mo- when I felt most satisfied this year, I mean, sure, like doing stuff makes me feel good. But it's also just like the fact that I went to dinner with a bunch of people that I like that I met through comedy like yeah and they're like we're just like friends and like I know who they are and things like that and I'm like yeah it's feeling like belongingness and like feeling like you're part of something almost is like more important at the end of the day at times than like the fact that I did a show at this theater or you know whatever so I think you have to yeah. like having a good balance and I also think that because I have I went through this arc where I, I often was like why am I even doing comedy this year and then I would leave it for a little bit and come back and be like, because it's fun and I like it. Yeah, it is fun. Um, and it's like nice to remember that part of it. That like yeah. we're doing this not because we have to. It's because we want to. Right. So I think that's great. Julie, you're, I, I see you're taking f- 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 furious I notes. I saw furious Julie writing notes. notes. 
I was I was um, scoring your answers. Okay. <laughs> Um, grading us and i'll share with share them with you after no i i always like to structure my thoughts because there's always like oh a few different things that happened this year yeah, and yeah. i got ideas from you about like goals and stuff you want me to go yeah yes you have you have a couple hours okay Please. um a review of my year i mean it was a big year one of the main things stand up wise that i did was finish the tour with ronnie so his help you get rich tour amazing so I opened for him on 40, at least 40 theater shows across the U.S. and Canada, including two at the Beacon, where I got to meet um, Mike, and that changed my life completely. Yes. You're welcome. Um, yeah. So that was obviously a big highlight, and I uh, I count this year as a really great year in terms of my comedy and, uh, you know, uh, working out my jokes so much, um, having a stronger presence on the stage, which you can't help but do if you're on 40 theater shows. Yeah, but yeah. My, my comedy definitely has gotten a lot better, stronger, my confidence in my voice, etc. I've really tried to continue that. So even though the tour ended in April, I've um, been trying to keep the momentum going. And I'm really glad to be at this kind of really um, busy, but also kind of awkward stage where I'm like now doing my own shows at these great venues. Mm -hmm. like you know the Irvine Improv um, in March I'm going to be doing a night at the Punchline in San Francisco so like my own shows which is great yeah. so I'm starting to really get my own audience which has been very touching for me you know mm -hmm. like I feel like I've got a, a voice that resonates with people I've got some good jokes and I just want to kind of keep that going but yeah it's a it's a, also a lot of work in this phase because I'm not like this huge deal and I don't have like a team of people doing it for me so I feel mm -hmm. like I either do it myself or I let it die off which mm -hmm. I you know am too stubborn to do but I've really enjoyed from uh the stand of uh, the point of view of community, which you've both mentioned, um, that's really been a part that I've enjoyed. Like even being part of, you know, Ronnie and his inner circle and seeing the whole, sh uh, you know, the tour go down and, and seeing how he and, and Hannah, his executive producer, um, you know, makes it all happen, mm -hmm. uh, has been a giant learning experience, but you know, I've met other amazing people like Irene too, um, Atsuko I worked with as well. And a lot of other very strong, um, Asian stand-up comedians in the U S that I'm, you know, not often able to meet because I'm up here in Canada. So yeah. I'm going back mm -hmm. and forth a little bit more and really feeling so excited about the talent that's out there and really feeling like instantly a sense of belonging and like and me supporting these people also because uh -huh. I want us to all do well it's a really neat thing that I um, have experienced in the last year and in, in the, in the year before because for me starting off in comedy like 12 years ago in Toronto and, and then Vancouver has been a little isolating like you know it's hard to be a female and comedy like yeah. you can't argue that it's hard to be an Asian person in comedy if you look at most of the comedy clubs out there right you look at their month ahead their headliners are not people who you know look or sound like me it is what it is but um it's been really nice to be part of uh, like this community where you know you just support them they support you we hope we hope you do well so that's been really nice so that's stand up I've become concertedly more of a, a writer so I decided a few years ago that I wanted to write for TV and movies. So mm -hmm. I've written on a few more TV shows, which in Canada, which I'm really glad about. That's um, awesome. That's so 
Simu Liu, you know, Shang-Chi himself asked me to write for him as he hosted the Juno Awards, which are Canada's Music Awards. And that was really neat. And then we, yeah, his monologue, which I worked with him directly on and and wrote for, um, it went viral. Like it was really good. And and, and the producers said it was the best event they've had. And they, you know, it's like awards they've had every year since 1971. Um, so it's been really nice. And I got to moderate Simu's book event actually here in Vancouver, which is a lot of fun too. Um, and then also this year, I feel, uh, oh, this relates to being Asian. I, I restarted martial arts, which I did. Um, like oh, I started in high school. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I, I've it's heard, only a matter um, of time, Jenny. Years. Come join us. Join us. I was a swimmer. <laughs> so so in, previously I did a mix of karate and kung fu I did get my black belt but then I stopped for a long time and then this year was the year that I started um, Muay Thai and boxing and love it so much it's yeah, my so favorite yeah. thing to do it's my favorite kind of exercise I could go on forever um, uh, and just just until like I faint and it made it's um, been really good for my health but also like I think every woman should do it, honestly. Like, yeah. I want my daughter yeah. to do martial Jenny, honestly, arts. honestly, I think it's... you would really like it. Boxing, especially. I'm not against it. I think it'd be maybe cool. Not you should try. Ma- you, Ed, maybe Ed not BJJ, but yeah, I'll do something else. Fine. Okay. Well, it's just like a really neat thing to do that also has a purpose yeah, if you totally. have any guilt about your time. But also, I love, I like feeling powerful, honestly. Like, I really think my early days, like my, you know, because I started in high school of being in martial arts gave me a lot of confidence in myself that went into a lot of other areas um, in my life. So I, f- I feel very powerful right now. Um, I also ate pretty good this year. I think the pandemic made me a better cook as it did to a mm-hmm. lot of people and more conscious of what I put in my body now that I can see what's in my food. So I feel good about how well I've eaten and how well I've fed my family. I'm going to mm-hmm. say this like eye rolling because it's like I've taken after my mom and dad by being like, you know, obsessed with food yeah. and caring about what my family eats. Then the part of me that's a feminist rolls her eyes because I'm like, oh, why should I be doing all of this? It's fine. But <laughs> but that's my that that's why I'll say something excitedly, but then very quickly roll my eyes. Yeah. I'll, I'll get a therapist. I'll get yeah. a therapist too. We're all Don't cringe. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all cringe. We're all cringe. It's just go with it. <laughs> Um, oh, I did um, comedy in Hawaii for the first time, and then and my family came on a trip to Hawaii, which was fun. Um, and then uh, what else? I mean, I feel like I've calmed down like a little bit. Um, I, I feel like in early pandemic, I started to get very angry at things I saw in the news. I've always uh-huh. been angry from yeah. a feminist perspective. I started to get dangerously angry from the perspective of being Asian and seeing Mm -hmm. the hate out there and the violence and stuff, which, I mean, a lot of it came from the U.S., but of course Mm -hmm. in Canada. Canada is just like a lot more uh, microaggressions. Um, But I started down this path that was a little toxic of in, at least in my head being like a little bit like us and them. And I think it's a Uh, mental shortcut of like seeing a dude in a pickup truck and a leather coat or like a Harley and being like, ugh, you know what I mean? But ugh, not just because of the horrible fashion choices, but ugh, because like, clearly that's not my people. He's probably racist. I'm going to stay away, which is a horrible way to be in the world. And it's not Mm. something I want to teach my daughter how to be. It's just faster and it's safer to think like that. As Mm. a comedian, I've done it too. I was offered a gig, um, at this like golf resort 
at this kind of like way out there suburban area. And I was like, oh, I hate corporates. I hate this. If they're going to ask me to come out there, I'm going to like quote this um, nutty amount. And then they said, yes. And then the guy actually said, I showed your video to all the ladies in the office and they loved it. You were their favorite. And then mm. I was like, oh, right. I should not be assuming. Right. Right. Like mm. I, I can't I do see. the racism yeah. thing on this end. I shouldn't be assuming that those guys won't like me or my comedy just because they don't look like me. Yeah. yeah. I am projecting point. a bias onto them. Yeah. So I've been trying to do that less. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. I think that's great. Mm -hmm. I think it's also very easy in the, this world now with like internet stuff too, where people mm -hmm. just immediately like, judge everyone based on this much and i think we yep. all do yeah. that so yeah. i also mm -hmm. am trying to be better about that where it's like i'm not gonna be a hater i'm just gonna like remember that everyone's a whole person um, yeah 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 and it, you know it's not great to remember that like when you see something hateful online whether it's a video of somebody or like this disgusting tweet that yeah. it is probably less than 10 percent of the world out there but then i take the outrage i feel about what 10 percent of the world has said or done and then i will apply that to almost everybody right, that everybody. looks yeah. like them yeah. which is ignorant too i mean who's got the time to process all of this so i like not a lot of us so i think just generally trying to be open and giving people the benefit of the doubt and not starting off or not building biases while we're yeah. already adults um, mm. is something I'd like to work on. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's all mm. great. I mean, you sound like you had an incredible year, uh, like especially professionally. You did a lot. I did a lot. Thank you. It also comes with pressure to continue to do a yeah. lot. Yeah. Because I'm not going to be like, oh, that was a nice year back there. I know. So right. I'm feeling that. But I'm also feeling excited. If there's anything I've learned in the last year and like all the stuff that happened is like, yeah, it's a little bit of luck. But a lot of it is also like really putting the work in yeah. right yeah. to preparing oh i did jfl montreal also last year yeah. and Amazing. um th this year thank you and and um but like i've really learned that the only times i'm really good at what i do is when i like really put the time in the time and the effort and the focus mm -hmm. like i'm never good at stand up by accident if mm. i you know if i do a really important set so um i've become a little bit more disciplined like when I prepped for JFL Montreal, it was the hardest I had ever worked at deliberately tweaking a set over mm. the course of mm -hmm. six weeks. Yeah. And it, you know, some, some days you don't want to listen to yesterday's recording or like, yeah. you know, go into the minute details, but I, I did it. It was really satisfying. Oh, I'm such a nerd. It was very satisfying. <laughs> As I say that with braces and spit on my laptop. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was a good year. I'm also trying to be like more of a thoughtful parent, um, to my daughter who's now, uh, five or six, six and, um, you know, really notices, like yeah. really wants that quality time. And we have a lot of fun together. Um, and sometimes, uh, I get, you know, really wrapped up in my head or want to be like working on stuff. So I'm, um, trying to be like more thoughtful with her. Um, cause she's, you know, a sensitive person and she can really feel when you want to be there or not. And sometimes I'm like sarcastic and stuff. I've been so, um, obsessed with this idea of not letting marriage and parenting change me because I, I feel like, you know, that would be such a failure, mm. but as a result, as a result, I like 
am sarcastic to a small child who doesn't know what right. that is. One right. one time, right. one time, two years ago, she goes, "Mommy, sometimes your jokes are too hard, and it hurts my feelings." Oh, oh. I know. Oh. So. I got to find a way to do that. It's like, you know, it's a, it's a chip on my shoulder that I've had, which is like comes from a good place, but then doesn't execute well. So yeah, yeah, it's all trial and error. I'm trying, I'm doing my best or whatever's convenient. Yeah. Yeah. We're all doing our best. We're all doing our best. Uh, I, I think this is, this is a lot of fun. I want to hear what, what people have to say about their year or their year that's coming. We want to hear from you. Get, um, drop us a voicemail. The number for that is 646-809-7231, 646-809-7231. And you can leave us a voicemail. Let us know how your 2022 was. What other, what, what cringy goals you have. It's all good. This is the cringe podcast. Just say oh, it, yeah. say it out into the, vo- into the no, voicemail. But to accept that your cringe is to be free. <gasps> Oh, just be cringe. Whoa, and you'll there, be free. Confucius. <laughs> Jenny, that's your merch. Huge, you to accept, I grew a huge beard right now. To be like, to accept what? that you are cringe is to be free. That's like free. Gen Z Confucius right there, man. I that's know. amazing. You should make fortune cookies <laughs> with that amazing. inside. I would love that. That's Let's great. Let's do it. Um, well, I think this, this was really cool. Jenny, was there is there uh, any any kind of final thoughts you have? No, thank you for doing this exercise with me. Thank you for engaging with me on this subject. I freaking <laughs> love this stuff. I love like reflecting and growing. You love so. reflecting. <laughs> I do. I love reflecting. Mike is probably sick of reflecting no, with me. No, I, I like it a lot too. I like it a lot too. And um, I, I really do think it's it's been really cool to see you come on and see what was is happening and where we will go. And uh, I we you know I need this as far as you know because i get into my head just like any one of us right so it's good to have this mindset right because i think yeah i can get i can get negative so uh Ju- julie i want uh you're you're gonna go yeah. you're, you're gonna be on, going on tour where can our fans um find you and your work and where can they where can they see you Oh, sure. Well, uh, I'm on Instagram, at, less on TikTok, but I'm everywhere as at Julie Kim Comedy. You can see me physically in New York City if you're there. Is it time to talk about that? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. January 22nd, which is also uh, Lunar New Year. It's a Sunday. I'm doing a show at Stand Up New York, my own show. Karen Chi, who you know, will be on the show. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask Mike if he wanted to host. Sure. <laughs> okay, so Mike is hosting. And Jenny, I hope we're not doing improv, but I hope you can come too. And we could do more reflecting in person if you want yeah. or just eat, like whatever. Yeah, um, I'll be there. I'll go. Thank you. It's my first um, solo show in New York, and I'm really hoping that people will come out. I, for sure, it'll be a good time. I wasn't sure if Sunday of the Lunar New Year celebrations would be a good time to do um, a show, but it could be good, right? Like stuff good. your faces, come out to a show or come out to the show and then go stuff your faces. Um, there will be an all Asian lineup anyway. So it's like we're celebrating. Mike will be dressed well, like so much good stuff. Um, but yeah, I'll be doing shows kind of everywhere. Uh, January 12th, I'm in Brea. I'm doing this the next week. I have shows coming up in San Francisco and San Jose in March and a bunch, uh, in between. It's all on my website, juliekimcomedy.com. Amazing. Amazing. Perfect. Definitely go check out uh, Julie and um, and and have a have a have a great time. It's, it's she's super funny. So, uh, Jenny, where can our fans uh, find you? 
can find me anywhere at Jenny Arimoto. And you can always find the podcast at Asian Not Asian Pod. We've been putting a lot of our clips up there and people are really enjoying them. So go check it out over there. And you can find me on Instagram at Nice Pants Bro. Again, we've got a, our own stand up show, Hack City. That's going to be January 13th. That's a Friday. This is Union Hall. Uh, and um, please come out and hang out. And, you know, it's all about community. So we'd love to hear from you. We love to, you know, leave a review i haven't we haven't asked you to do that in a while but please leave a review we love reading them uh even the ones where we're, where people are just like eh. i'm like okay i'll take that <laughs> no <laughs> mike no this is where we no? differ oh. i don't like oh. reading those don't don't review <laughs> us if it's gonna be eh. only don't do it if it's bother. gonna be good yeah don't bother yeah. don't bother okay well um in the meantime everybody have a great holiday have a great new year we'll see you guys uh season three and it's gonna be amazing Happy holidays. Bye.